My favorite part about that passage is the part where it says that he did whatever people wanted him to do because he was here to glorify people <laughs> Boy, which and make them and make them happy. Yeah, where was that? No, because it said you. No, oh. that's not in there. I see it. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Well, what about the part where people had a right to his time and had a right to his ministry because his ministry was about serving people? Mm. What about that part? Mm-hmm. It's not there. Not there. Mm-mm. <laughs> It's almost like Philippians 2 is about humility and obedience to God and not being a doormat to people. That yep. is, in a sense, a boundary. It is. A, it's a huge boundary. I I'm am, not here for you. Yeah. Which he said more than once. And Paul said, if I was a servant of men, I wouldn't be a servant of God. Right. Yeah. Right. Good. Hey, Saints, and welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast from the Gospel Coalition Podcast Network, where we seek to apply biblical wisdom to everyday life. My name is Jackie Hill Perry, and I'm here with Melissa Kruger and Jasmine Holmes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we hope you will spread the word that you will evangelize about it on social media. Melissa, what is it that we're talking Mm -hmm. about today? Today, we're going to talk about the concept of boundaries. Yay, Jasmine's Ooh, favorite topic. I know. I know. And I this is a boundary. Yeah, this is this is a tough kind of another tough topic. I feel like I've said that every time. Um, complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. It's very simple. Um, I feel very complicated <laughs> with this one um, because I like, you know, I struggle with people pleasing. And so, therefore, these are difficult for me to have mm-hmm. with people because I want everybody to be okay. Right. And so, can you explain to us even the concept of boundaries? And here's the thing about people pleasing. You can also hide it under, I'm just being loving. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, Because boundaries sound self-centered. Right. Yes. And yes. people so bring up Philippians 2 all the yes. time. Made himself nothing. Mm-hmm. Took on the nature but of a why? servant. Yeah. So let's look at that. Let's yeah. look at Philippians 2. Yeah, I think that'd okay. be a really good place okay. to start. Let's start there. Start <laughs> yes. There. She's oh. ready. She's ready to go. Yeah. I, that's every time I, um, you know, I'm like, hey, what are some questions you have about boundaries? It's like, what about Philippians 2? Like, mm-hmm. what, like the, how are you supposed to have boundaries with that? Um, but I think even before you read Philippians 2, God has boundaries. Boundaries are just, they're, they're places that you can't step outside of. Mm-hmm. So don't you can eat every single tree in the garden except for that one yeah that's a boundary yeah um you get married you sleep with your wife you sleep with your husband boundary that's a boundary um we are thankful for right right children (laughs) obey your parents boundary Boundary. that's a boundary um so the bible is like full of boundaries Hmm. i just so it's kind of it's a little bit disingenuous and people are like well where are boundaries in the bible it's like dude we're christians we got to follow like we we're following yeah boundaries all I the mean, time the sabbath is a big boundary right mm-hmm. do no work mm-hmm. right i mean that's a boundary it says you need to rest yes you know it's um, like it's like a weekly timeout. yes you just need to take a break and jesus even had boundaries which i think would be really cool to talk about after we read um philippians 2 do you want me to start like let each of you look not only to his yeah just enough okay because I, th- I think everybody knows what we're talking about already but great you know Great. So it says, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, 
taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, hallelujah, even Mm -hmm. death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's good. Shondo. We should. That's enough. My favorite part about that passage is the part where it says that he did whatever people wanted him to do because he was here to glorify <laughs> people Wait, which and make them and make them happy. Yeah, where was that? No, because it said you No? Oh. That's not in there? I ain't see it. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Well what about the part where people had a right to his time and had a right to his ministry because his ministry was about serving people? Hmm. What about that part? Mm-hmm. It's not there. Not there? Mm. Huh. Mm. It's almost like Philippians 2 is about humility and obedience to God and not being a doormat to people, which is crazy. Mm. That up. is, in a sense, a boundary. It is. A, it's a huge boundary. I I'm am, not here for you. Yeah. Which he said more than once. And Paul said, if I was a servant of men, I wouldn't be a servant of God. Right. Mm. Right. That's good. That's good. I mean, Jesus said to his own mother, like, yo. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm not here for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. From the age of 12, Jesus was setting boundaries with his own family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like, I'm, this is, I'm supposed to be in the house of the Lord. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and also he had 12 disciples. Yeah. 12 really close disciples. And then of the 12, he had favorites. Mm-hmm. He had he three even had, that yes. he like closely disciples yes. and took on the Mount of Transfiguration and he didn't take them all. He didn't take them all. And he had one who he loved. Yeah. Um, which by the way, that's always so funny to me when I'm reading John, mm-hmm. like the disciple who Jesus loved. Yeah. It's like, it's you. He knew his yeah. place. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the favorite. Um, but also he went off by himself a lot too. Like he was like, I need time away from you so that I can go off to myself, not to get a pedicure or a manicure, but to spend time with God mm-hmm. and to refresh himself from the father yeah which is really important and so i think as believers boundaries are what enable us to serve god to the utmost of our ability by prioritizing the mission that he's given us on this Mm. earth that's That's, a really good definition did you create that yourself i did i like it Mm -hmm. thanks Mm -hmm. after the shame book boundaries might be a next good book yeah Yeah. she'll probably have a chapter on boundaries and i definitely will have a chapter on boundaries for sure for sure because boundaries do cause shame and like why do boundaries cause shame do you think again i think you feel like you're being selfish Mm -hmm. you know you feel like i i am supposed to be accessible and available to everybody and be able to do as many things as possible, especially in the church as a Christian, you feel like, man, like my, my primary call is to be humble Mm -hmm. and to consider other people better than me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, what, what right do I have to say, no, I can't, we shouldn't. Um, but I think when you, the way you laid it out and saying, no, that this actually protects me and guards me from giving myself to anything that takes me away from the mm-hmm. overall mission. Mm-hmm. That's actually really insightful. It's, and starting with, I mean, you just kind of start with what's what's most important. What has God called you to do? What is most important to you? Well, I'm married. So mm-hmm. earthly calling for me has a lot to do with my husband, has a lot to do with my children. And then beyond that, has a lot to do with my local body, with mm-hmm. my friends, you know. And so really it helps me to write down, like, these are the things that are most important to me. These are the things that I have to protect. Yeah. And so when things are 
being asked of me that don't protect time with my family, time with mm. my husband. Um, That's good because only you, Jasmine, can be Philip's wife. Right. Mm. Only you can be your children's mother. There's yeah. no substitute. Right. Whereas Somebody if else you say could. no to a speaking engagement, right. maybe that's a yes for someone else that they're dying to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, say that's... that all the time with, um, and you know, Melissa, like being a teacher, uh, being a teacher in the past, you know, quitting my job was really scary. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I'm a... and so I was talking to Winnie and he said, what did you, what, um, it was the first week of school. And he was like, what does your class do today without you? And I was like, sweetie, they replace you. Mm. Like you feel so important. Mm -hmm. And then, then you quit <laughs> and then they replace you with somebody else. Like there's always somebody else who can take your place and do, but there's nobody else who could be Wynn's mama. There's yeah. nobody else who can be Philip's wife. Um, right now, I mean, I guess I could die and he can marry again, but you know, right now. Yeah. But it's helpful <laughs> for us to even be able to triage, like what is the, what are the things only we can do? Mm -hmm. Right. And what are the things where, where maybe we should like, say no yeah and, and even and single okay. people are allowed to have boundaries like yeah. i often talk about boundaries from the perspective of a, a woman who is a wife and a mother um because that's what i am but a lot of times i think the church imposes on single people because they're like well you don't have a family like you right. can you can mm. serve us in all kinds of ways mm. um but even single people have a calling from god they may have a job that is a calling for them School. they may have like yeah priorities to their family of origin priority to their found family their roommates their mm -hmm. you know their mentors their and so i think just um i want to be careful to say that too because i think sometimes when i talk about um you know being a wife and being a mother and and having boundaries for my family people accept that more readily than mm -hmm. a single person who just has learned how to say no mm -hmm. i cannot babysit yeah because i have other priorities mm -hmm. tonight or i have i have other priorities right now yeah as you're talking one thing i'm i'm thinking about is how you know one hindrance to creating boundaries is like this uh just off view of humility Mm -hmm. which is again i have to be everything for everybody mm -hmm. uh but i also think it's for me personally it's this pride of achievement which is it's harder to create boundaries when you want to be able to do everything yes. right yeah <laughs> i yeah. want to be able to write yes. all the books yes. i want to be yes. able to yes. go to school at a certain pace i want to be but it's like i, I think when i saw that it, there's a cost mm -hmm. to not having boundaries uh not only in your relationships but also in your relationship relationship with god but even in like in yourself mm -hmm. just your your mental state yes. and your emotional health and all of it there's a risk to to not you know setting those types of lines in place yes yeah. and how do we discern then between um, difficult no's, because sometimes it's hard to say no, because I've said no to certain projects that seem really... Yeah, that you wanted to do. I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, I've said, but then how do we discern between that and when it's time to say a sacrificial yes? Mm -hmm. Like this yes may cost me something, um, whether it's just spending time with someone who's difficult in the church. You know, I mean, that that's a sacrificial yes, yeah. you know, but saying, hey, I'm going to open up my home even though it's going to wear me out and I've got friends, I don't need more friends. You know, like, right. But I'm going to open up my home because somebody out there may need a friend. Yeah. Like how do we discern? And I like what you said, what is God calling me to do? But mm -hmm. how do we even discern right. which between, between the two, like what's a guilty no, there's a or guilty. Uh, yes. Versus a sacrificial. Yes. Yeah. There's a verse in Proverbs that haunts my dreams. <laughs> Um, do not withhold good hmm. from whom it is due, 
when it is in your power to give it. Yes. Yeah. And be honest. Yeah. Is it in your power? Yeah. Right now, lots of stuff is not in my power. I am eight months pregnant. I have two kids. I'm writing two books. I'm releasing it. Yeah. I, a lot is not I'm trying to take off your plate. Yes. Things. Yes, she is. We just had like, I just had a meltdown last night. Last <laughs> night. I call it um, potatoing, my pregnant potatoing. When I'm just like, uh, it's too much. I can't handle my life. And Melissa's like, there's a two letter word called no. Because I think because I talk about boundaries so much, people think that I just am like automatically just so good at them. And then I've also had people be like, oh, you know, it's your personality type. You're just really good at boundaries. Okay. But I'm still a woman. I'm still in evangelical yeah. circles. Like, I still have shame around boundaries yeah. and saying no. Um, but is it, is it in your power mm, to give good. it? Do you have time? Like, can you make time? Mm-hmm. Um, are you saying no because you, because there's literally something else that is demanding your time and attention? Or are you just saying no because you just, yeah, you just don't want to do it. Yeah. And that's, a, that's hard to discern sometimes. Yeah. I mean, because I can get guilted into lots of things. Oh, totally. You know, just with my, in myself. Well, it's not even guilted into, though. It's, it's shamed into. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't do anything. That's Saying right. no is not wrong. That's right. Yeah. That's right. My husband's been really helpful on me with this. To even point out to me, and he doesn't mean this in a narrowing sense, but stay in your lane. Like, do you want to, like, write up that article? Do you mm-hmm. want to talk about that? Do you, you know. Because some people come to you with book ideas and he's like, but do you even want to talk about that topic? You're going to have to talk about that topic a lot or whatever you do. And so sometimes I think we have to ask too, what can I do in particular that's going to help in the world of the kingdom? Mm. You know, what, what, how has God gifted me uniquely? And I think that can sometimes look. I don't think anyone's really uniquely gifted to help in the nursery. Maybe some people are more than others. Sometimes we just need (laughs) to volunteer. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we just need to do things because people need it. Setting mm-hmm. up chairs. We can all do that mm-hmm. if, right. if we can walk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there are some things we just do to serve. And sometimes it's literally not in your power to do it just because you're at capacity. Yeah. Like emotionally. That's like, right. okay. So Luke, um, five, 15 through 16. Um, but now even more, the report about him went abroad. This is Jesus. Mm. The great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places to pray. I mm. love this there verse. are people mm. who need healing. Where yeah. are you going, Jesus? Uh, yeah. But Jesus's priority was not to heal everybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Jesus's priority was to come, to live, to die, to raise again for his elect. Yeah. There were other things that he did along the way that were so impactful for so many people. Hmm. But there were people who literally were around Jesus who were so close to him, who were probably so close they could touch him yeah. that did mm-hmm. not get healed by him. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you I think to a certain degree you have to be honest with yourself about your no's and your yeses. Because I think if you're a person that is prone and inclined, everybody's prone to selfishness. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, yeah. for me, like I was raised as an only child. And so it is actually really natural for me to only think about myself because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have siblings. Yeah. I didn't have people to, to consider. And so I, I think I have to be even more mindful of, okay, I do need to set up boundaries but I need to interrogate if I'm setting up a boundary because it's the wise thing to do or if I'm using it as an excuse to preserve my own comforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's a really good question to have and to have people in your, your world that challenge you yeah. if need be. Yeah. yeah. 
It is good to have a friend or someone that you can even just talk to through, hey. Like, should know. I say yes to yeah. this? Should yeah. I say no? Yeah. This how I feel? Mm-hmm. How's your life? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All the yeah. Things. It's really important to have people that are close enough to you. And I think that leads us into another question. Like, how can we tell the difference between a healthy boundary and an unhealthy boundary? Mm. And I think we almost just kind of answered it. Like, is it is it a boundary that's helping us to prioritize what God asks us to prioritize? Or is it a boundary that's helping us to prioritize our comfort? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because I, I was talking to my therapist like a month ago and I was just telling her how I feel this pressure to be present and available to my friends um in a way that I just I just don't have it to give mm-hmm. and she was like but that's okay I was like it's okay and she said you have a lot going on <laughs> she said you have three kids under six you have a husband you have this home that you're trying to manage. You have this ministry you're, and you're pregnant. She was like, that's all right that you don't have the energy or the capacity to give to people things that you're already trying to manage and giving it to your family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. And so I didn't I didn't see that the boundary was healthy, yeah. you know, um, because it was like, you're going to kill yourself mm-hmm. trying to be everything for everybody. And you can't be yeah. like at the end of the day yeah. yeah which i think we've like established in even in philippians too it's about obedience to god it's not about you know and if, i mean if anybody's gonna be everything to everybody and he wasn't i mean <laughs> that, that's it. Like, yeah, like he went away yes. to spend time with god and i think that's for me the sign i don't know if you all have signs that i'm overcommitted. i've said too many um anxiety yeses mm-hmm. i've said too many yeses that i shouldn't have said mm-hmm. to is if i'm not able to sit with the lord yeah, that's and good. pray that's if good. that if if my time with him starts getting squeezed out to me that's red flag number one mm-hmm. and what i'm gonna start doing is i'm gonna start ministering in my own strength so it's gonna get really bad with well, yeah, last fast. week's word hello yeah yeah, yeah. it's gonna yeah. get really bad really mm-hmm. fast and a lot of times it's just um and maybe not, you know, I may be way off base here, but I feel like in our evangelical context, a lot of times women are powerless. Mm. But one way that we can really have power is to make ourselves indispensable in the lives of others. Huh. And oftentimes I think that we find so much of our identity in being indispensable because mm. it's that's the power that we can attain. Interesting that we just chase that high of like, oh no, people need me. They need me. They yeah. need me. And I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm just, I, 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 and people need me. And I, you know, <laughs> and I just think, I think that so often that's rewarded mm-hmm. in women yeah. in our context to the point where when a woman is not conciliatory all the time, she feels shame. Mm-hmm. I know like when I started, like um, I do Q and A's on my Instagram a lot. And people ask me questions that I don't want to answer. Sometimes I just ignore them. But then if I'm getting it over and over and over again, then I'll be like, I'm not going to answer this question. And somebody was like, how do you decide what questions you'll answer and what questions you don't answer? And how do you decide what you'll talk about and what you don't want to talk about? And I said, I talk about the things that I want to talk about. And I don't talk about things that I don't want to talk about. There we go. And that's how I decide. Yeah. And so many people messaged me and were like, oh my gosh. 
that's so simple. Like, how oh, I can do that? I can do that. Like, I'm allowed to be like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, actually, you know, and that's like on social media, right? That's not in my in my when I'm talking to my therapist, and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, well, she's gonna be like, all right, well, yeah. why? Or I'm talking to Philip. I've said that to Philip so many times, where we've had conversations because I just get really internal a lot of the time. And I'll be like, I don't want to talk about that. And Phil's yeah. like, okay, so probably that means we need to. It's okay to have some people who dig in Right, there, right. Social media. But everybody doesn't need people. that. Everybody yeah. doesn't need that privilege. Um, Do you have any um, boundaries that you purposefully set up in your life? I'm saying like practical, like getting really practical. Like I'll only be out two nights during the week. Mm-hmm. So I'm home with my family. Mm-hmm. Or even... Um, I mean, like one boundary is I go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary on my life. I make it a priority to go to church. Since everybody thinks that I am just this like hard-hearted boundary setter, um, I'll give a sweet boundary that I have. Um, it's with myself. At the end of the day, I am so exhausted. I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be looked at. But if my kids come into the bedroom at the end of the day and they want snugs, they're going to get them. Oh, that's that's just a, something that I have like purpose because I'm like, you're not always going to be little yeah. and you're not, and maybe, maybe it's only 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, all right guys, that's enough. But, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm not going to say no, I'm going to yeah. give it to them at the yeah. end of the day. Like it's, even if we've already done it earlier in the day, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, if they come in the room and my six, my five-year-old will be like, it's time, it's time for snugs. And my three-year-old, my two and a half year old is like snugs. <laughs> then, then it's like, okay, come on, let's, That's good. let's get these, whether I, whether I feel like it or not, because yeah. they're not always going to be little. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, one is, uh, because I'm self-employed, uh, your schedule is defined by you, mm. there, which can be bad <laughs> because it means that like all day is work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I've just kind of made it so that after 3 PM I'm home and I'm present, like I'm here. Um, another one, I think with ministry in 2019, that was just nuts. I, I think I did about 76 events, mm. which was not me keeping boundaries <laughs> at all. And so I've made it so, uh, that from here on, I only do 15, uh, oh, which is a huge cut. That's so good. Um, but I was like that, that's a boundary on my time mm-hmm. on, um, my family. And I just saw during the pandemic in particular that my children missed me. Mm-hmm. They really missed me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they need me more than the world does. So yeah. those that's, are two. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any social media boundaries you put on yourself? I just wondered, I wish I, I, I don't. Not necessarily. Well, as far as content, yes. Yeah, as far as content. Uh, and one small one is, is really to guard myself and other people, which is I, I've, I noticed that the content creator kind of creates, like it's it's up to you how people interact with you, right? And so mm-hmm. if people are already gassing you, mm-hmm. why do we continue to make captions about ourselves? Yeah. Right? And yeah. so like I try to be really intentional of making captions that are other centered about mm. my children, about the Lord, about the text, about the, because I, I just, I don't want to create an environment where you come to my page just to simply learn mm. about me. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. there's just a boundary in how I speak Yeah. Um, that I think is important. That's good. There are just things that I don't talk about that I won't talk about. Yeah. Um, one of them is complementarianism. Mm. I just, it's not good. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so people like so about Timothy. What do you think about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, people, people <laughs> like, oh, feel like, oh, are you are you complementarian or egalitarian? And I'll be like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a nice Christian. smile. <laughs> a nice smile. Yes, just a big old smile. Like that's smart though. You you don't feel you don't feel the pressure to have to talk about all the things that no. people want to talk about. Yeah, that's smart. What about positive boundaries? One thing I I was trying to do this year that I haven't done as faithfully as I wanted to was to take a day every three months to really be in prayer and just to have t- time. I and, like that. You know, do you have any positive, like, so that's a boundary in some sense. It's a proactive, I need time to process and set things before the Lord. Um, do you have any, like, proactive things that you try to put into your schedule even if it's like setting up a time to talk with your husband about budget mm-hmm. or you know like the proactive boundaries that we all have to put in our lives mm-hmm. so that we live the life we want to live like so what i'll do at that time i have a journal and i wrote down some things i wanted to make sure to be doing and i can check in um on that but that takes it takes proactiveness yeah. it does um and i i did it in march and i was supposed to do it in june i haven't um but i want to do that better yeah. even if i get it twice a year i'm gonna feel like that's helpful mm-hmm. it's yeah. in my brain i just oh, haven't put good. it down because yeah. even uh before the pandemic at the end of the year me and preston would sit down and talk about just kind of take a survey of all the things of our business our money mm-hmm our marriage, our sex life, our parenting, and say, okay, what are some things we need to tweak, change, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the pandemic, every like a lot of the stuff we wrote down just kind of went to crap. And so we, we haven't like got back into, okay, we need to do it again, yeah. even though there's the possibility that all of our goals uh, will be done away with because of a, a pandemic. <laughs> Yeah, before the pandemic, Philip and I were every night we were having at least an hour together. Wow. Was, yeah, um, we put the boys in their room and we would just sit together and maybe we talk, maybe we watch something, maybe we'd feed the boys dinner early and we'd eat dinner together. And then post pandemic, it was like, dude, I'll be seeing you all day every day. Like, <laughs> like it changed everything. What was once precious is now a little bit slow. So we we need to figure out like a different way um, to be together now that because he works from home now and yeah. his uh, his office is. It's still, it's above the garage, but he's still at home. Yeah. I work from home. So we're like, we're all of us yeah. are all together all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, but, that, but that's wise to yeah. just make a, it, it's a discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just say, you know what? We are going to do this. Let's put it in our calendar. Say no to all the things that would uh, keep us from doing it and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nike. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. Well, Philip knows, the, like he goes out with his friends after eight. That's good. That's just when the kids are down. Yeah, when the kids are down. I'm yeah. like, okay, oh, as long as the kids are down, we're good. Okay, well, this is kind of a. Oh, that's why he called Preston last night after eight. It was probably just habit. Honestly, he knew I was. No, he it. legit. I looked at yeah. my phone and it was eight twenty-five. He knew I was going to bed. <laughs> he was like, "All right, she'll be sleeping." But it was funny because Preston turned over and he said, "Could I? Could I go with Philip?" I was like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't care now. I would care." Right. If, if the kids was up right. and, and, and driving me, me nuts and I'm just sitting here like, you know, yeah. I, I just want yeah. a little bit of help. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. But I'm tucked in and stuff. I'm like, I appreciate that. Peace. His boundary applied to my boundary. Yeah. It's good. It's I'm, nice. I'm here for it. Um, So what about boundaries with particular people? Woo! Oh, like difficult people? Yes. That's when it gets Like, hard. are there some people, is it okay to say... I can't be in a relationship with certain people. Like, is it okay to have boundaries? Um, yeah, and by meaning, 
Um, or let's talk about what that might look like. Like there are some people, um, because I know they tend to talk with other people mm -hmm. that I've had to create some boundaries about what I share with them. Cause I'm not sure it's safe. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but are there some people that we probably shouldn't be around altogether? Or is that, what do y'all think? It's hard. I think there's a, a difference between just straight up cutting people off mm -hmm. and having boundaries with people yeah. and then letting their response be their response. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, um, Hey mom, I really appreciate that you have an opinion about huh. my nursing, my bottle feeding, my sleep training, my co-sleeping, my fill in the blank. But Fred and I have already decided what's best for little Timmy. You know, it's, it is very hard for me when you continue to push what you think is best. Mm -hmm. I know that you care and I know that I, I'm, I'm not owed your support, but I would just like to not talk about that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Sometimes mom, Ethel, is going to say, okay, I respect that boundary. And sometimes Ethel's going to throw a hissy fit. Mm -hmm. That's on Ethel. Mm -hmm. Ethel gets to decide because what, I, what, what a boundary is not is me controlling the way that Ethel reacts mm -hmm. to what yeah. I want. Yeah. Ethel gets to have boundaries too. Yeah. Maybe her boundary is you're not allowed to tell me what I can say and what I can't say. In which case cool. So I guess we won't be talking. <laughs> right. But it doesn't go straight into like, you're off. I'm not talking to you yes. anymore. Because there was, I'm there tired. was communication. Right, right, right. I'm yeah. tired of the way that you keep on telling me, you know, not to formula feed my baby. So I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Yeah. That's just throwing a fit. But there's like a, that constant communication leading up to, I think there should always be communication leading up to what that other person decides to do. Cause it says, what does it say? Uh, where is that? Romans 12, 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, mm. live peaceably with all. Yeah. Um, this is me trying to live at peace with you. Mm. That's right. If you don't want to take the olive branch, then I can't make you take it. That's right. And I, I think scripture gives us, um, Proverbs and Psalms in particular, gives us a lot about, you know, being friends with foolish people. Mm -hmm. Uh, those who consistent sin, Psalms one, mm -hmm. you know, uh, those who are scoffers, uh, in the new Testament, it says, don't even associate mm -hmm. with certain people who name the name of Christ, but are just continuing in a, in a certain lifestyle. Of sin. Yeah. So I think those are clear principles and boundaries that scripture has told us to set in place just to, to really guard ourselves mm -hmm. from their influence, mm -hmm. um, and how they can be potentially a detriment to our own souls and yep. spiritual life. And I think that's okay. Yeah. But again, I think what Jasmine said is important is that communication is healthy because it is hurtful and it, there is a, like a lack of compassion to, to distancing yourself or cutting people off, uh, and placing a boundary without ever saying, Hey, this is what's about to happen right. and why right now people like me, it's easier for me to say that than to actually do it mm -hmm. because those conversations are awkward. And I would rather just disappear than tell you why, because now I got to deal with the thing and I got to live in this awkwardness. But if the love of Christ is going to be ruling, then I got to lean into that and call I, it back. I do like to ghost. That's hard for me too. It's way easier. Yeah. But it's really hurtful. I have a, a small question uh, that I think I would like y'all thoughts on that really fits with this conversation that's not talked about enough, which is placing boundaries on certain friendships as a way to protect your marriage. Mm. Um, because I think that's healthy and I think it's going to be necessary at some point 
where there are people that you just have to guard yourself and even your spouse from because mm-hmm. there are certain relationships that may they may have that they are in just just to be in but you're seeing something they don't see right mm-hmm. and so how do you place boundaries around your marriage but also discern if it's just you being unnecessarily jealous right or you actually being a wise wife third parties are great i love a third party my therapist's name is barb when philip and i come to an impasse we'll be like well, what did barb think what is Barb? What is Barb thinking about this? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, one time, uh, Philip is like, he's he has ADHD. I think I said that before, and um, he gets really easily distracted at work. And he's met he takes medication for his ADHD. So like when he's keyed in to work, he is keyed into work. And I would text him while he was at work, and he would not text me back. Like I would text him like towards the end of the day and be like, hey, for dinner I'm thinking X or Y. Like what do you what you know, I'm on, I'm on start it real quick. No text. Or like, uh, Hey, you know, here's a picture. Boys can't wait to see you. No text. Well, when the pandemic happened, he came home. I, so I went up to his office, which is outside, walk upstairs. And I looked at his computer. Do you know this man had me on do not disturb? <laughs> it was his boundary. It was. And I was like, like work. that is not okay. <laughs> and he was like, I think it's fine. And I was like, I don't think it is because I don't really text you that much. And he was like, but you text me sometimes. Literally. He was like, um, I had a therapy appointment like two days later. And he was like, whatever Barb says, Hmm. that's what we'll do. Because I don't think that I'm wrong. Hmm. So you need to ask Barb. And Barb was like, yeah, no. (laughs) like, Don't put your wife on do not disturb. Something might happen. She might need you. There might be like an actual emergency. Like how many texts did you send you a day? Like, you know, like one or two. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. And so he was like, okay, okay, okay. And so now he doesn't have me on do not disturb. But it like, we needed a third party because I was like, I was super offended. Yeah. But also understand that he really does have a way that his brain works that maybe mm-hmm. needed that. And so that was a conversation that we were able to have. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't about a person, but it's still, we needed the third party to kind of yeah. mediate whether or not I was being oversensitive. I probably was still a little bit. Um, it could be both. Ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so it really helped. Are you, were you thinking of like, maybe there seems to be a connection between not even seems to be, but okay. there, there might be the potential for it. Okay. Right. And okay, so, yeah. Um, for example, I've had it in my marriage. I'm not, I'm not one of those women that will police my husband from having, from cutting off relationships with women that existed before me. Uh, and that's one, I trust Preston Two, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I have relationships with, with men and, and, and it's like their relationship as long as the relationship is with both of us, mm-hmm. there's a level in which I'm open to it, right? Yeah. And that's your boundary. But, but then I've, I've, there's some relationships that try to pop up, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a conversation that's just not about to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Where like a an ex pops up and says, hey, I want to send Eden a gift for Christmas. Can I give you a call? No, yeah, you that's, can't. So that's what that's I'm saying. A, that's a hard level. boundary. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I, I think there, there are some times where a woman can either second guess herself, mm-hmm. or she can be overreacting to every relationship yes. that her us, husband has, yeah. especially yeah. if he works in the church and has to yeah. conversate and deal with other women, and it's nothing. But yeah. you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, How do you discern all of that? Well, and and I'll say, I mean, there are certain boundaries that shepherds and elders can put up that I I think can be harmful. 
mm. to women. Mm. Yeah, so I, str- you know, I struggle with that. I think they're right boundaries. I totally understand it. If there's someone mm-hmm. in particular that, you know, I don't need to get closer to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is a complete right boundary. But I, the only thing I get a little hesitant about is when we make blanket boundaries with, with gender. Like, clearly, all other women are off limits to my, to sleep with. Like, right, so, right, so we're right. going to some blanket boundaries. Right. Don't get me wrong. But I think we have to say, hey, what, what's really like healthy? what's behind? And also, what's yeah. behind this? Like, you know, if it's your ex-girlfriend. That's different. Yeah. There's something behind this. Like, it's not just me being like, oh, obviously, there was attraction before. Now. Yeah. No, that's straight up wisdom. Yeah, yeah. exactly, like, no. exactly. <laughs> right. And if if there have been problems in the past with adultery mm-hmm. and things, I think that's a whole different game. That's true. It I, is. I think mm-hmm. there there are different boundaries that get in place to rebuild trust because mm-hmm. trust has been taken. Mm-hmm. So I hear me. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. But I just don't want to create some boundaries that might separate people when we need each other. Mm. You know, there's a rightness. Like I love actually that Mike. Um, some of his college friends are my friends and I kind of like that he has female friends in the sense of, you know, it's good for him to have, I shouldn't be the only female he knows. Mm. I guess that's my, like knows as a real friend, right? Especially, especially actually as a pastor, Mm -hmm. because if he thinks every woman's like me, he's going to be really limited, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so, but that's also, we met in college. We had a big group of friends. Yeah. yeah I mean, so you were kind of used to that a little more. But we have in, some in friends who, yeah, they've been friends with Philip before they were friends with me. Exactly. And then they'll exactly. text. They want to talk to Philip and yeah. it's about something to do with like minister or something, but they're texting me too. And I'm yeah. like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I, I think noticing and watching how that friend engages with you yeah. is yes. super important mm-hmm. yes. because yes. if they always want the friend, if they want the friendship to remain isolated, that's a sign. Right. Yes. There, there's a problem. Yes. That's it's, right. It's like, no, when we That's got right. married, like we're one flesh. Right. So yes. you're my friend now. So yes. like, hi, yes. <laughs> you need to be comfortable coming over to our house and uh-huh. being with both of us. Yeah. And you need to be comfortable if I walk into the room and yeah. you know, but now it's got to the point where his friends from like college and before, like I'll walk into the office to say something to Philip, and then I'll just end up sitting down in the chair and talking to them on the phone. And he's like, I, we were talking for like, yeah, I love that. He's like, this is yeah. was work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so, but it's good. Yeah. And I'll say this. Mike even has boundaries from me. Um, for instance, like one of my friends went in with a pastoral question to him. She told me about it years later. I didn't know it was a situation she was dealing with that she wanted wisdom on. And she went to talk to him about it. And she realized I didn't know about it like a couple months. I don't even know how she realized. And she said it actually meant so much that he hadn't gone home and talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually right, especially in certain contexts, um, you know, we can have, we don't have to tell everybody everything in our lives. Like it was right that he protected the question she was asking mm-hmm. of him, but it was done in a total ministry context, right context. Right. You know, I mean, that happens with pastors. You're going to be sharing. This is something we haven't talked about. And this is kind of, is it gossip to tell your spouse everything? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Cause I'll have people text me. Can you not share this with Preston? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. have to. And I, or I I'll ask to, totally okay. yeah, or is can it okay I? If I, if, is, it, is it okay if I yes. tell Philip this? Right. Yes. Because I think he'll have insight, but let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair to do that because when you tell somebody something, like if I tell my husband, hey, X, Y, or Z about this person that she just told me, it's going to, he didn't have the conversation with her. So -hmm. it's one thing if she's okay with me sharing that, Mm -hmm. but it's not okay if she's not, you know, and so. Or Philip will even tell me, he'll be like, please don't ask me because if you ask me, I'm going to want to tell you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's good. Yeah. It's, we don't have to tell everybody everything mm-hmm. about our Or we'll be like, don't guess. Yeah. Because yes. I'm not going to be able to keep a yes. straight face and you're going to be, he's Put like, just, marriage. let's just yes. like, yes, just know that it happened and can you be praying about it? And, but I don't want to tell you what, what exactly he told me to be praying, you know? And I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think all of this, what we can say, as we've said in our last or our episode on false teaching, I do think it takes discernment. And so I think it's good to have boundaries, but it's always good to review what they are. Mm-hmm. And if they're for us accomplishing the mission, which God has given each of us to do, mm. or if it's for selfishness. Yep. And that's how I think we can kind of start to discern those things. This is good. This is helpful for yeah, me. I like Thanks. how it, I like how it ended. Because boundaries are lovely. You guys, they're yeah. beautiful. Um, what else is beautiful is talking about our favorite things. Mm. This week's question is, what's your favorite gift you've ever been given? Ever. And don't be all like, salvation. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> okay, I gotta get a my, new answer. My firstborn a new, son. A new heart and a new Yes, life. let's not do that. We, we agree that that was our best gift. The covenant of marriage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've, had, I've gotten a lot of good gifts, and, and I think it's because people know that gifts are important to me and that my face will show if I like them. Are all three of us not. gifts people? I think we are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Send yes. us things. We like it. Yeah. We like things. Just not flowers. Mm, That's probably. You don't like flowers. I cannot say because I don't like gifts that aren't useful. So it's an aesthetic oh, yes. use. Yes. Yeah. But it's going to die. But it does nothing for yeah. me. That and makes so, sense. like, when I do ministry engagements, I, I appreciate it. People send me flowers, but it's like, send me an Instacart, Instacart gift card. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some, some, like I can, yeah. you can send right, me some toilet tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I got a yeah. house full of girls. I can do oh, something. Oh, I love that. that. So that's a Kroger gift card, that's just, realness. yeah, public. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. But I, I, honestly, I think one of the most memorable gift is probably when i was uh 12 and my mother brought me she bought me a portable cd player headphones and like a brandy and monica cd and that was like not everybody had portable cd mm-hmm. players so it just i just remember go- and i love music and so i just went around the house all day just listening to my own music i love that and so that that was I a love great that gift. you remember it it was a great gift. Yeah. She knew what yeah, I liked. That's good. I got the same gift, but um, the CDs were Westlife. What's that? Which is the British equivalent of InSync. Oh, probably oh. more tame. I didn't think so, but yeah, <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> okay. You know? Um, Mosa, what about you? Best gift? My favorite gift, I actually got just a few years ago um, for my birthday. Mike and my son, John, built a garden for me. So it's like a raised garden with a fence around it and a door that you go in and I can plant all my stuff. And they, Mike designed it and I mean, like they built it from wood at Home Depot or wherever and they put pebbles so that I can walk around it and all the stuff. It was really like, he knew I loved gardening and he built it for me. That's sweet. It meant a lot to me. Um, my entire 24th year, I told everybody who would listen that I wanted a surprise party and they were like, you can't just ask for a surprise party. You won't be surprised. And I was like, I want a surprise party. So y'all need to figure it out. (laughs) Who does that? It's me. (laughs) I like to ask for what I want, you know, verbalize it. Surprise me, please. Cause I want, I want Mike to know what I want just to know. 
Like that's oh. that's that's actually kind that, of you to ask. But that can ask, be a, that can be a sign of love, you know, yeah. to just like no. But I, I like I was just, just into it. Yes. what I want. I was like, I want a surprise party. That's what I want. Yeah. And my mom was like, you can't have a surprise party. That's not gonna make it. I was still living at home. She said, it's not gonna make any sense. Like you know so. Um, Philip and I started talking officially, like, you know, officially dating or whatever, March 25th, my birthday's April 7th. And so we've been talking for a little bit and, um, he told me that he was going to be out of commission for, you know, when you first start talking to somebody and you're they're, they're going to not have their phone for two mm-hmm. hours. And they're like, ah, this is where I'll be for the two hours. So he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to Kansas city to see my dad. I was like, okay. And we actually have it on video where my mom walks into the house with Philip cause he came to visit me and it was our first time seeing each other. Um, since we had like had our over the phone to find the relationship conversation, your girl was so awkward. I was just at the, it's such a funny video. Cause I just didn't want to look him in the eye. Cause he's just looking at me and I was like, Oh my God. She's here. Um, and so I took him to my friend's house to drop him off. And of course, and then he like kissed me on the forehead, which Aww. like, so then I was like, what's my name? Like, I don't even, cause like I'm homeschooled, like forehead kisses are like a serious thing. So I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I was just like dazed and confused. So I like walked, walked through the back door and I was like, he kissed me on my forehead. And then all my friends were like, surprise. Cause they got me, they got me. And it was a surprise party. And I was, I was surprised because Philip was there. He was there. Yeah. So he scooted back he came, before. He came back. That's sweet. That's pretty good. good That's gift. good. That's it was a good, good gift. They surprised you. Yeah, they did. That's what I asked for. I like getting what I asked for. We see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have an opportunity to talk about our sponsor for this season, which is Crossway. Yep. So many amazing books that we've been able to talk about, read, receive. Um, and today, the book that we're talking about is Cultural Counterfeits, Confronting Five Empty Promises of Our Age and How We Were Made for So Much More by Jen Oshman. Yeah, I'm so excited about this. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I met Jen through a common friend. My friend lives in Prague, and they were missionary friends. She was like, you need to get to know my other friends. So I love getting to talk about this book a little bit. Um, and in this book, she really hits on different idols that are influencing us, particularly in our culture today. Particularly women, right? Yes, particularly women. Mm-hmm. Things that are that are coming at us, like outward beauty, ability, sex, gender fluidity, things that are all around us and how, what are the idols behind that? And then how do we root our identity in Christ and live in that freedom? I love it. Yeah. So that's what she's talking about. How do we root for Jen? (laughs) By purchasing this book, Jackie. That's ridiculous. Uh, We could go to crossway.org forward slash plus. And once you go there, you can find out how you can get 30% off. Because again, as I will say throughout this series, the saints love a good deal. All right. (laughs) It was good to talk to y'all about boundaries. Join us next week.